I mean, I'm just imagining you and Napkins laying there having these giddy conversations and giggling and <laughs> each other to sleep or whatever. But you're that's not fun. wrong. That's... You're not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Start the timer. Welcome to the Location Indie Podcast, a behind-the-scenes, unfiltered, no-holds-barred look at the realities of the location-independent lifestyle from two guys who are living that lifestyle. I'm Trav, and in the last two weeks, I've spent more time at a Walmart than I ever have before in my life. But I still have a long way to go to catch up to you. Oh, you would never catch up to me. Um, I can explain why in a second. I'm Jason. We're the co-founders of the community Location Indie. We're all about the freedom, the lifestyle, and the travel, the location-independent lifestyle. And you can learn more at locationindie.com because we have an amazing community there. And sign up, and it's free newsletter and all that good stuff. So come on over and join us if you haven't yet. Trav, um, first of all, you know, every once in a while... I don't criticize your intro, but I always have to. I have to comment on it every once in a while, and it was funny because I was listening to your introduction to the podcast here, which you always do. Except, I think a couple podcasts ago, I might have ganked you it from you at there. the last minute. You know, as you were doing it, it was funny because you sat. You had this sort of laid back California surfer vibe, and I think it's because you're. I'm looking at you right now. We're on Skype, and you're laying down laying with your down. microphone, and you got your microphone in one hand. You kind of got your arm to the side. You're just lounging, I'm chilling, man. And yeah, you had like a total chill vibe. It wasn't a bad thing. It was just kind of like, yeah, you know. Dude, the intro, it changes, man. The intro goes with the mood, you know? You got to do it. You got to do it. I'm Um, laying down really quickly just to explain that because we just got back to our house and my office had a king size bed in it because there are guests here and I haven't been able to put, like I when I say just got back, like 10 minutes before we started recording this. I got back to my house for the oh, first really? time in two okay. months, so I couldn't put my desk up, wow. so I'm literally laying on the king-size bed recording, which, to be honest, is uh, pretty comfortable. So maybe this is just a new thing, man. Yeah, lay, lay man. Down, well, you're making lay me want to lay podcast. down. I don't know. No, that's great, and I'm honored that you jumped right on a call to record this podcast immediately. What dedication, Travis. Okay, so just to explain really quickly what, Tra- what Travis said. No, I'm not a, a Walmart super fan. It's just that I at one point in my life, I had done these promotional marketing tours, and one of them, we were promoting a product they sold at Walmart, so we would park in a double-decker bus, pretty much four days a week, sometimes five outside of a Walmart and all across the country. And I did the tour and drove this double-decker bus around the country for three years, um, 10 months out of the year for three years, uh, except I took one summer off to work as an adventure guide. But outside of that, um, I was at like a different Walmart for three years in towns all over America and so every, safe to pretty s- much every state. Safe so. to say, if you were at, if you... You'll never, you're never going to catch me, dude. I'm never going to catch you, but let's let's try to figure this out. Rough mathematics really quickly. If you're at every oh, Walmart gosh. for three days, let's say 10 Walmarts a no, month, four. roughly. Okay. No, no, dude. No, because we did Walmart? two events. We would do two events in one day at two different Walmarts oh. a lot. Oh, I thought you... Oh, okay. So, so we were usually at forty to fifty uh, Walmart's seven a month? Seven to six to nine Walmarts a week. Whoa. So about 
uh, yeah, 35 Walmarts a month, maybe to 40. So if you say 30 to be very conservative times 10 months, 300 Walmart. The tour would be nine to 10 months. So three years. Yeah, 300 Walmarts. 900 Walmarts. So you, I mean, I've probably been to a thousand Walmarts. (laughs) I have not been to a thousand Walmarts. (laughs) Now we, we repeated some Walmarts, I'm sure. You know, you go back to some of the same Walmarts. So you could probably knock a couple hundred off of that. Isn't that insane that there's that many many Walmarts? But that's just, that's a good thing though. Because here's a, here's a tip that anyone who has van lifed or camper vaned or RV'd around knows that. Almost every Walmart allows you to park in their parking lot overnight, which is why I have spent so much time at Walmarts in the last two weeks because we bought a van and I drove it across the country. Well, almost across the country from Montana all the way to Philadelphia. So, you know, I missed about I missed a tiny little piece of the Pacific Northwest up there, but basically across the country, 2,600 miles. And what was amazing is that. There's Walmarts everywhere, literally everywhere. Yes. And All right, well, let's let's get past the Walmart thing because we need to. Get, we have limited time here, Travis, and there's a whole story here, and I haven't heard it yet. And we're going to talk about experimenting with different lifestyles and van life and and things around that. But I want to hear how you came to get this van in the first place and how this all went down. All right, give everybody the lowdown. The lowdown on how I got this van is the fact that I've always wanted to do two things. I mean, I've wanted to do a lot of things in my life, but two things have always honestly been the very top of my list. One was road trip across the US. And that's been at the top of my list since I was a, a kid. You know, a little kid. My I had uncles who had biked across the US and I had a friend's older brother biked across the US. So I always just wanted to explore the United States in some way. Biking, elliptigo, <laughs> Long story with that, or or like even just road tripping. So I've always wanted to do that. Never, re- never really done it. The second thing I've wanted to do, and this is more recent, maybe in the last four to six years, I've always wanted to own an RV or a camper and and lead that van life. You know, just have some, have a place with where I could sleep in the back and just drive, and then when I got tired, just go to bed. Um, and if you got tired around a Walmart go to bed in a Walmart, right? Which happened quite often. Um, so I was in Montana. I was about ready to fly home. I, or I was going to get a rental car for a couple of days and go through Yellowstone. Then I was going to fly home. And 10 minutes before I went to get the rental car, I got a text message on my phone because the night before I had sent out a bunch of messages to people on Craigslist about different camper vans and RVs. And I hadn't heard back from anyone. Typical Travis last minute. Like literally night before. Right? Yeah, it was like it was it was like 9 p.m. Now, what were you thinking? Were you just like, were you serious about it then? Were you just kind of like, eh, I'll just kind of see what happens. If something comes through, I will embrace it. Were you just kind of thinking, oh, nothing's going to come through. But I'll I, give I mean, it, a sort it was of like half- it was the afternoon before I was supposed to get the rental car. And I thought, OK, well, I'm in Great Falls, Montana. If something's close, I'll just go look at it. If it's good, maybe I'll buy it. But no one got back to me that day, so I was kind of bummed. Actually, you know, I, I wrote. Like, did, did you did you have a conversation with Heather, your wife, at this point? Were you thinking, well, "Hey, I'm going to go buy a van"? I, uh, I mean, I I don't know if we talked about it or not. Uh, I, I mean, she knew that. Did I, you or didn't you? She knew that I had talked about this before I left about possibly getting that a, you might buy a van okay well no so. not buying a van she knew that i might rent a van I, anyway no but long probably the answer is probably no um and so 
I sent a bunch of things out on Craigslist, figured I'd go look at something. No one got back to me. I was actually kind of bummed that, that day before. So I'm like, all right, whatever. I'll get a rental car, and me and my buddy Napkins will go through Yellowstone, and then we'll fly out of Bozeman like three days. I don't know. Wait, hold on. For I just don't know if Napkins is the best nickname ever or the worst nickname ever. That's a total sidebar, that, but anyway. I mean, he, he is what he is. He's Napkins. <laughs> um, so we were going to... Bomb through Yellowstone in a rental and then and then go out of Bozeman, Montana and fly out. So flights were booked, rental car was booked, but because I had booked the flights last minute, I had 24 hours to change them. So I literally thought after I booked the flights, let me try to find an RV. No one got back to me that day. Next morning, about ready to get the rental car. Kind of. What a- was your budget? Did you have a budget in mind at this point? Eh, not really. <laughs> I, I mean, I wasn't looking at anything really expensive, anything like five grand and under, basically. You know, was kind of what I was looking for. Um, I certainly wasn't going to drop like 10, 15, 20K and buy like a, a nice RV. So I'm standing in line actually at U-Haul because I wanted to see, this is just a funny aside, because I wanted to see if I could rent one of their cargo vans to use that instead of a rental car because it would be more comfortable to sleep in the back. Then they actually told me no. So you can't get the little cargo vans, just FYI. They, they, only, they don't go one way. So I'm standing in line. I get a text from this guy and says, hey, it's Lauren. I've got a, the camper van that you're asking about is still for sale. But I didn't know which one, so I text him back. Anyway, he gives me the details, and he's about 15, 20 minutes the opposite way of the airport where I have to pick up the rental car. So I go to Napkins. I go to my buddy. I'm like, hey, like, what do you think, man? I could call the rental car company, tell them to hold it for a couple hours. You know, Should I go look at it? And they're like, Eh, whatever. I'm like, I'm not going to. Oh, he told me it didn't have air conditioning. He said it does not have air conditioning. So napkin's like, no way I'm, I'm driving across country without air conditioning. So I was like, ah, I won't look at it. And then we're just like, eh, whatever. Let's go see what it's let's go see what it's about. Right. It'll be a funny story re- uh, regardless. Um, so we drive out. Always a great reason to do something. Yeah. Right? We drive when out, in doubt. When in doubt. And, you know, we're location dependent. We're setting our own schedules. So this kind of stuff can happen. Drive out to this guy. Uh, he lives in not a nice house. Uh, he has about three or four pickup trucks scattered across the lawn, a boat, and then this van that he's like squeegeeing the windows off of, and a dog in the back of the van that's barking at us. I'm like, oh. Is there a beware of dog sign? Uh, no, I'm just like, anywhere. this is okay. not good. But the van looked in okay shape. It was an okay shape. The interior, it actually ran really well. Like I took it out. I'm like, well, I'm really surprised how, how well this runs. It's a 1989 Chevy G20. So it's, it's literally the oldest car I've ever owned in my life. Uh, 29 years old at this point has 156,000 miles. And the, not too bad for an 89. It's not uh, because he used it like sparingly the last five, six, seven years. And he was a tinkerer. Like you could tell he was just a tinkerer. So he's telling me all the stuff he's done with it. I don't know that much about cars, but I'm like, oh, okay, whatever. It runs well, this and that. And so finally, I mean, the interior is like disgusting because it has dog in it. So I'm like, this is kind of gross, but all this can be, we could vacuum out. We could do all that. Does it run? Yes. Uh, he wanted 2,800. I offered him, tw- I'm like, all right, you know, would you take 2,300? He said, Yes. And um, I just turned to napkins like, dude, you want to try to make it across the country? And he's like, well, I'll do whatever yes. you want to do. So I, I asked, cue the music, cue, cue the dramatic, yeah. or you know, Tom Petty or something, right? And so I ask, <laughs> I asked the guy. He was a nice guy. I ask him, hey man, like I'm gonna try to get this cross country to Philadelphia. 
you know, just be honest with me. Do you think it'll make it? You've you've driven this plenty. You know, he, he you could tell he's an honest, upstanding guy. I'm like, if it's not going to make it, man, I don't want to buy because I don't want to get stuck. You know, and he was he just said, I would drive this cross country today. I think it would make it. I think it's going to be fine. You know, I'm here in Philadelphia, so he's looking uh, you punch, in the eye. Punchline, right? It made and- it. And it was totally fine. So that's how we bought the van. There's some more to the story, which we won't get into. Basically, in rural Montana, it's very hard to find ATMs. And it's very hard to find ATMs that will get you $2,300 in cash because a lot of times there aren't banks. So I was going into these old western hillbilly bars taking out $200 at a time from these ATMs. Racking up ATM fees. Racking up ATM fees. Calling Wells Fargo over and over saying, no, this is still me taking out $200 at a time. Walking into bars with like bras all over them and like just these cowboys who are looking at me like, who is this guy? That's And I finally got 2300 bucks out, paid him, got the van and drove it for uh, seven days back from Montana um, through Philadelphia. And it, it, it made it. She runs great. Her name's old Bessie. And so far, so good, man. <laughs> That's such a great story, man. Awesome. And, uh, well, the spontaneity is fantastic because you must have also been kind of looking at, okay, well, I have this flight cost and I also have the cost of the rental car. So if you subtract that off, the van's really going to cost me, you know, X amount of dollars, whatever that right. is. So it, it, and I, it was a, go ahead, it was sorry. a bit of a hedge. If we're going to talk financial, like I knew the rental cards would be 600 bucks. For for like seven days or five days, right. I mean, you had to get it. insurance and everything, right? So that's a whole. Thing. Yeah, but I, I was ins- you're insured because I have car insurance already. I was insured for thirty days under under that if I got a new vehicle, so that was fine. But yes, I, I knew it was going to be all right. Six hundred bucks for the rental car, flights we use miles for, but you know, let's say three hundred bucks each. That's another six hundred. So I'm like, if I pay twenty three hundred, and we're already in like between napkins, and I twelve twelve hundred in. You know, like whatever. I mean, I mean, hey, listen, twelve hundred bucks or whatever it ends up being, or getting to fulfill one of your goals right. for the last year. Two right. of them, two actually. of them, two of them. Yeah, two of them. So that's so cool that you just that it just came together for you in that way. Because when I heard you were doing it, I was like, oh man, that is awesome. Because it's, uh, I've always wanted to have a. I've had like my Honda Element where I could sleep in it, and I've done that and stuff. But it. But something about the van, you know, the old van and and the bed and the whole deal. So talk to me about actually doing it and, you know, pulling out and pulling over that first night and knowing, okay, because there is a special feeling when you have this dream to do this travel thing, whatever it is, if you want to go see Angkor Wat or whatever it is, I want to do Machu Picchu. And then you're all of a sudden, you're walking up and you're standing there, you're looking at Machu Picchu or whatever your version is of that. Well, all of a sudden, you're sleeping in a Walmart parking lot. (laughs) Everything Um, I always wanted. Uh, To be honest, it it really was everything I always wanted. It, It was an epic trip. Yeah, I think that when you build stuff up and you want to do something and then you actually just do it, whether it's super spontaneous or whether it's planned, very rarely when it when it's travel related, I found does it disappoint? Because you're you're getting out and you're doing it and you're creating these experiences and again, it's it's not always where you're going and the sites that you're seeing. For example, like I went to Rushmore. Okay, cool. You know, I we went to some sites but it wasn't the sights that I was seeing that were so amazing. It was the fact that I had that 
what I wanted, that freedom to drive, to do a trip I've always wanted to do, to just get out, drive, you know, that first- With your buddy. With my buddy. That first night, we we got down to Bozeman. We slept in a Walmart parking lot. Like, for most people, like, that's awful. You're sleeping in a 1989 van in a Walmart parking Sounds lot- Sounds awesome. In rural Montana. <laughs> some people love it. Some people, like Heather said, I'm very glad I'm not the one doing it with you. And I, and I actually said there, that's why I'm- one of the reasons I'm doing it now is because, you know, I'm not always going to have that opportunity. You know, Heather loves the van now, but she wants to gut it and make it nicer. And I understand that completely. But I knew that in the situation I was in there, me and Napkins, we were fine with it. We were fine with it being, uh, you know, not the nicest van and just like kind of taking as it goes. So it was everything I wanted. And I think that when you do travel and you just get out and do it, it Again, it's not because you're wowed by the site or the specific thing. Like, I'm not wowed by the van, although, listen, she's a good girl. She made it 2,600 miles with no problems. I, I am a bit wowed by her, but it's that you're finally doing what you set out to do, and you have that freedom Yeah, and the, and the novelty of it when it's new as well, you know, it was just the whole thing was new, and... I mean, I'm just imagining you and Napkins laying there having these giddy conversations and giggling and <laughs> each other to sleep or whatever. But You're that's not fun. wrong. That's... You're not wrong. <laughs> Those are the best memories when you just laugh your head off over silly things. And uh, yeah, so you guys just drove across country and slept in the van every night. And did you go to campsites? Like, Tell me about the whole experience because you got... You know, you're not living out on the road in this van for months at a time, but you got to get this slice of, oh, okay, if I was traveling around in the van, this is, you know, I can I can envision now because I'm living this, what this would be like. So how was that experience? Right. It was, it was again, it was as cool as I thought it would be because every, it was so unique. The, the six days or seven days that we were out there were so completely unique to start one day in all the way Western South Dakota and end in Iowa and be like, whoa, that was crazy. Or to start in like on a, like parked in a baseball field in Iowa and to end up, uh, you know, later that day all the way at the Great Lakes. It, you just pass when you're road tripping. What's pretty cool is you, and people have road trip notice you just pass through so, like so much happens in one day. And, and that's what I love about that, that essence of road tripping, especially if you don't have set places you have to go is that not only does so much happen, but if you want to see something, then you go off and do it. So it was like jam-packed six, seven days. Um, we did a few Walmarts. We stayed in on a baseball field in Iowa in the van, like in the parking lot. We stayed uh, one time in like a kind of a campsite outside of Yellowstone. Another night we did in Badlands National Park in a campsite that was supposedly full, but we just like pulled up and again, like when you have a van and and it, and especially when it's not a huge RV, you can basically what I found get away with whatever you want, and that was kind of the reasoning for me, Jay, of getting a van over an RV. At least in this point, I mean, it, a it was the thing that came that that turned up that worked out, but you can just pretty much stealth camp wherever you want because. It's just a van. I mean, it's a 1989 conversion van that anyone could have that, you know, that workers have as work trucks, all that kind of stuff. So, um, yeah, we would just pull over whenever we we got tired. You know, we kind of had plans. We got stuck in a 70 mile per hour 
plus windstorm and hailstorm in Wyoming, which was bonkers. And I, I thought we were going to, like, we pulled off to the side of the road, and I literally thought the van was going to blow over. It was crazy. We saw these storm chasers going by us, and um, that kind of waylaid our plans. I mean, driving through Wyoming was amazing because it's just desolate, but just cool we stopped and as a cassette player that kind of works did you make it to to yellowstone yeah we did a whole day in yellowstone which i mean not yeah you could do a lot more than a whole day but the first full day with the van we did in yellowstone and parked outside of it and then we we bombed through south dakota minnesota down into iowa across illinois indiana up into michigan just briefly down through ohio and then out to pennsylvania so there is something about driving in the American West, though, with a in an old car with some dust on the dashboard, you know, windows down, no AC, all the better. Oh, I mean, no AC. You know, just yeah. FYI, the, the double decker bus didn't have AC either, and it also would leak rain on my head. So I, I understand, I know the experience of driving without AC and the heat. That's, you know, character building. I, I saw a bunch say, of people right? with these awesome RVs. And I didn't even get jealous because I had old Bessie. Because your trip was only a week long. Right. I mean, yeah, <laughs> we're not living in it full time or anything like that. But I had old Bessie and I thought, this is part of the, the trip. Is that, is it going to make it? Which after the first full day, I think both of us thought, all right, we're, we're going to make Once we, especially once we got out of South Dakota and kind of where it's really remote, I thought, all right, even if we break down or something happens, we're in Iowa, now we're in Indiana. Like you're getting more and more and more populated, which is, which is kind of puts your mind at ease a bit. But after the first, second day, we really thought, hey, this, she's going to make it. She's running great, checking the oil, all this kind of stuff. But it is. I, I'm with you. The West, especially, it, it was awesome. And, and I think that's why most people take vans and take RVs and do road trips. Around the West, sure, you can do it other parts of the country, but it was made for that. There's so many places to pull off and camp. You know, in the Bozeman, Montana parking lot the first night, we're like, oh, I think we can park in Walmart. We pull in. There was at least 50 RVs and vans in that parking lot because you're right at Yellowstone. So it was like a huge campsite. It was awesome. And we felt like we were part of that movement, which was a, a pretty neat feeling. Yeah. And... Just to go back to how it all went down, I mean, one of the big things that I think is important to highlight in this conversation is, you know, you can look at pictures, you can see things, you can think about all these different lifestyles you can live. And I know people that are listening to this podcast, you know, listening, they listen with an open mind and, and we have these open minds of like, okay, well, yeah, we're not the type that are maybe going to live the more traditional lifestyle or when we have, you know, even then you're thinking, all right, well, maybe there's some other lifestyles that might suit me a little more and just kind of exploring that and being open to different lifestyles. And I, you know, I am living in an apartment now I'm living a more traditional lifestyle than I have before. And that's cool, but that's unique and different too, because it's something I haven't done. So there's all these different ways to live. But the fact that you kind of made this all happen in a day, really within 24 hours, because you, you had these two big dreams, right? And then you just sent out a bunch of messages and you had the time, you had the location independence and the freedom. So you were able to do it. 
you had to go to like 16 ATMs to make it happen. But and, you and know, my buddy just, had to take $1,500 out of his account to give to me who lived in Montana and I had to pay him back. That's another <laughs> part of it. Um, okay. Yeah. Well, anyway, you made it happen in, in circumstances that probably weren't ideal to make it happen. And just the fact that you made a dream, a travel dream and a, a lifestyle dream like that happen within 24 hours. And then all of a sudden, you know, you go from like almost going to pick up this rental car to now, you know, 36 hours later or whatever, you're sleeping in a Walmart parking lot in this van that you now own. It's such a cool thing and so empowering. And I think a great thing to remember if you're listening to this podcast, you're going to take one thing away, at least for me, it's that whole idea of, well, A, you can try out any type of lifestyle, even just a little bit. If you, you don't have to do the van life thing for like, months and months, you could try it out for a week or a weekend and see how it is and kind of get the feel for it. But also that maybe, you know, making some of our dreams come true, we we tend to overcomplicate these things. We all do as humans. But maybe making some of these travel dreams come true, some of them might not be as complicated as we make them out to be, right? I 100% agree that I could have thought of this and talk myself out of it, and almost did. Like, th- don't get me wrong. I sure. I, I mean, I want to buy a lemon, and and I know. was like, "Are you okay with this?" And she's like, "Just do it." And then I, my friend was like, "Just do it." And Napkins was like, "Hey, I'll do it with you." You know, so I had support there. So it's not like I just I'm. Um, I wasn't nervous about. It. I certainly was, but we can talk ourselves out of anything. We can we can try to run all the stuff and try and oh, is this going to be this way and perfect and this and that. But you're right. Sometimes when an opportunity presents itself or when or when it presents itself because you've kind of pushed the envelope a little bit, right? Like it wouldn't present itself if I hadn't hadn't messaged people on Craigslist. But when it comes up, sometimes you just have to say, you know what? Like this is something I've wanted to do and I'm just going to give it a go. And you and I have travel podcasts and we like to talk and so we're always looking for stories. But I think it can benefit a lot of people to look at it through the lens of, you know, what is the story? Like, this is going to be an awesome story. So I'm glad that we didn't break down and I'm glad that I didn't have to get it hauled to some random garage in Iowa and then find a flight from Des Moines or something like that. But that would have been part of the story too. Right. And so you say, all right, worse. And, you know, everyone says, what's the worst that can happen? But if you do think of it that way, especially with travel, there's very few things that could be really, really, really bad, right? If you're being realistic. So for us, worst that could happen was the car breaks down, we have to find flights, or we hop on a Greyhound or whatever, and we get home, and I'm out some money. I'm glad it didn't happen that way. And I think a lot of times, the worst won't happen. And so you just have to look at that. Like, what is going to be the story behind this? Is it going to be neat? Is it going to be fun? Is it going to be interesting? Would I like to hear someone's story? Like, would I love to hear someone tell me about how they bought a van in Montana, spur of the moment, you know, with like 10 minutes notice, and then drove it across country? Yes. So if I'd like to hear someone tell me that story, I'd probably like to live it a little bit too. So sometimes you just have to, again, like you said, Jay, you put it perfect. Don't overcomplicate it. If you have a dream... Just go, go for it. Go get it. You know, wait. Don't wait for the opportunity. Push a little bit, and then when it when there looks to be an opening, just just have at it. You know, if the stars align, buy a nineteen eighty nine used vehicle that somebody tinkered with. If I <laughs> if I can't get it inspected in Pennsylvania, I know a man who's trying to sell a Chevy G twenty nineteen eighty nine. There you go. Are you going to sell it now? No, but I I did forget. 
So Montana, or I didn't know Montana doesn't have its inspection and emissions, so you can drive anything you want. Pennsylvania has pretty strict ones, so now I have to take it to the mechanic and try to get it inspected. And you know, who knows? Maybe they find like, hey, there's ten things well, are wrong hey, with listen. it. If that happens, old Bessie, she got me across the country. She'll become the pride and joy of someone in a state with no inspection. People in Florida. Yeah, or she'll, she'll become the pride and joy of somebody listening to this or, or you know, a close friend or a family member who wants to carry it in their name in a different state. That's, maybe, you know, as an example. My friend who lives in Montana, uh, yeah, just, right. Uh, yeah. I've got <laughs> no, backup but, uh, plans. No, it's it's so wonderful, man. Uh, that's so great, and uh, I was so thrilled for you when I saw that, and I couldn't wait to hear the stories. We've been waiting for this podcast so I could hear the whole story, and we could share it with you. And uh, in our community location, Indie Trav, somebody just posted in there, and this is, this is what I love about the community is people share these things. You mentioned having the support and people encouraging you, and you still might have backed out if you didn't have you know your friends there and your family and everything, and or your your wife cheering you on. But I still think you would have got the van. But anyway, you know somebody just posted uh, about they had a, a really scary car accident just the other day, and uh, I think it was yesterday, and it was her birthday as well, and she was okay. She was just saying this is just a reminder of how basically how fragile life is and of course we all know this but if you if something like that happens it's can shake you to your core of course i'm so glad she's okay and you know i just love that she shared that with the community and and just a reminder because it really impacted me it's just another reminder of hey you know like you said i mean you weren't going to be out tremendous amounts of money you're not going to lose your you know your house and and your kid isn't going to starve and everything if this thing didn't work out but you are going for something in that moment because we we don't know we don't know how long we're gonna have we really don't so it doesn't mean we all should just be spontaneous and do whatever we want all the time but it's a good reminder of just like hey I, I think that like I said the big takeaway is wow this is inspiring like maybe there are some things maybe there's some low hanging travel fruits right that you can just you know snatch up uh, and you know do that you've been putting off by the way our good uh, pal Chris here is buzzing us out I, I wanted uh, to right now but uh, Trav yeah go ahead I just wanted to make a note on that with spontaneity is a lot of times the decisions that are spontaneous or seem very spontaneous have been thought through like if it's something that you've been wanting to do so for me I've been wanting to have a camper van I've been wanting the road trip across the US Yes, it was a spontaneous decision to buy this specific one, but it's been thought through before, you know, and and I gave it some thought as I was doing, all right, what's the worst that can happen? Okay, this and that, blah, blah, blah. So a lot of times, I think that when you get to that decision point, and and I don't want to use the cliche, go with your gut, but when you get to that decision point and it feels like this would be a cool story, this is something I've always wanted to do, you've probably already thought it through a bunch of times. And so it's not that you're throwing caution completely to the wind. You're saying, this is something I've always wanted to do. In my head, I've, I've kind of run through the scenarios. Now is the time to act. And that's exactly how it happened with me. Is I didn't know I was going to do it on this trip or by this van, but I've always wanted to do it. It presented itself as an opportunity, and, and, and I acted on it. And it turned out to be an amazing experience. And we didn't even get to talk about how awesome it is to have like the freedom to basically pull over and park wherever you want and alternative types of travel. But that type of stuff comes as well with leading a lifestyle and creating a lifestyle that is flexible. And for us, being location independent, one of the things that we do at Location Indie is try to help people 
achieve that dream. So not everyone's going to be location independent in the same way, Jay. Not everyone's going to have a blog or a podcast. Some people are going to have online stores. Some people are going to be freelance writers. Some people are going to do uh, you know every single thing you could think under the sun. But the beauty is that everyone inside Location Indie either has or is gunning for a lifestyle that gives them this freedom to say, hey, when one of these opportunities presents itself, I can either take my work on the road or I can set my own hours. So I'm going to take a couple of days off in camper van across the US, whatever it is. That would not have been able to happen and wasn't able to happen actually for, for my other friends who were out in Montana with me who had to go back to work on Monday. All of them left on Sunday after our rafting trip to go home to go back to work. <laughs> You're like, see you guys. I'm going to be right. going buying a random van from some dude. Exactly. Because they, the they just, they didn't have that opportunity because they, hadn't put themselves in position. And so if you're listening to this and you're someone who's like, you know what? I want to build that flexibility in my life, whether it means camper van across the US, whether it means staying home with the kids, whether it means whatever. You just you want to be the one making decisions about your time and about your finances and about your location, then that's what we do inside Location Indie. And that's that's the message that we're trying to get across in the the thing we're trying to help people build so that they can have these types of experiences that I was able to have. So if you want to have time freedom, location freedom, and financial freedom, really, when it comes down to it, because once you go location independent, if you have your own thing, you lose that cap on your income, right? You have unlimited ability to earn. There's all these you're great You're not relying on someone to give you a paycheck either. You're, you're, you're building up something based on your own skills. Yeah. I mean, if you listen to the Location Indie podcast, you know we're totally transparent with all this stuff. It's not easy. There are many struggles. We share them. Our people in our community share them. We share them with each other. It's not an easy thing to do. But in our opinion, like you can hear from this story, I mean, we we wouldn't have it any other way, really. So if you're not on the Location Indie email list or you want to get on the community there just to find out more about it and, and find out when we open up again and uh, get around some like-minded people that are doing this type of stuff we have some other hashtag van lifers in uh we certainly in do they Indy put me to well. shame even some even a couple of people on our team live in rvs full-time uh pretty much so this is just what we're around and what we do and we love it and go over to location com and sign up over there it was a uh, pleasure trav finally getting to hear this story and um i can't i hope bessie old bessie passes these emission tests because i really want to spend a night in her at some point you will you know yeah you certainly will jay she'll pass with flying colors she made it all the way across the country she's a reliable old girl and um yeah thank you guys for tuning in um as always it's super awesome to get to chat with you and it's pretty cool to join the hashtag van life crew so if you are a van lifer <laughs> let us know hit us up on twitter at pack of peanuts at zero to travel and we'll chat with you soon all right thanks hey. cheers, cheers.